Jesse created a company of called Batch Leads. And actually has a product of, you know, all kinds of batch uh, leads of this of kind of off market or skip tracing uh, type items. He has, you know, in the, in the last three years, just been essentially solving his own problems, which I think is a, a tremendous way to build a business is that, you know, there's an existing problem and at least there's a client of one. And that's what he did. He started solving his own problem. He was sourcing leads from someone else. As that kind of grew, he shared those leads with a few other people because it was a better product. And then it kind of just started snowballing. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. And when I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing in commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview, dive deeper, and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, It's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Hey, welcome back to another episode of What I Learned from the Catching Knives podcast show. I got to interview Jesse Burrell, and it was a very enlightening podcast and interview. I guess, wouldn't that be weird if I started out and be like, oh, it's terrible. I hated it. No, um, I guess you'd never even hear it if it was terrible. But you're hearing the Jesse Burrell podcast show. So, you know, you, I would assume that you knew it was good. Jesse got into the uh, house flipping game a little bit late, you know, or maybe not late, depending on, you know, your understanding the market, but 2014, part of a sales team. And as he was trying to look for leads, you know, real estate agents and and the such, he he kept having these problems. He had uh, some skip tracing stuff that was canceled. Skip tracing, uh, for those of you that don't know, is... The ability to type in an owner's information. So like if there's a house, you could find that house and then skip trace them, get their contact information, their contact information. Then you could call, reach out to them, try to get a lead, call them, email them, mail them something and say, hey, I see your house. And maybe as you're driving for dollars, as they call it, you'd see a you know overgrown house or vacant or dilapidated or something like that. So you could try to find off-market leads to then ultimately buy, fix up, sell, wholesale, do something like that. Jesse created a company of called Batch Leads and actually has a product of you know, all kinds of batch 
uh, leads of this of kind of off market or skip tracing uh, type items. He has, you know, in the in the last three years, just been essentially solving his own problems, which I think is a, a tremendous way to build a business is that, you know, there's an existing problem and at least there's a client of one. And that's what he did. He started solving his own problem. He was sourcing leads from someone else. As that kind of grew, he sh- shared those leads with a few other people because it was a better product. And then it kind of just started snowballing and, and taking a momentum amongst itself. He then ultimately partnered with the group or the people that he was sourcing his leads from, and they formed a company together. And in three years time, they are, they've hired 250 people. They've become a tech SaaS company that's growing. They're now getting into the enterprise software space, uh, specifically in this real estate, you know, off market lead space. I keep saying that space, the real estate space, or, you know, I think it's, it's applicable for anybody that is trying to do direct to consumer leads, a home builder, a real estate agent, a real estate investor, just, you know, home services, any kind of those things, this in their service is, is very, very viable. So as the CEO of the company, they've grown, I think they've just passed uh, 60 million in revenue. Fantastic. A software SaaS company pushing 60 million in revenue. Their goal is uh, to go over a hundred million dollars in, or maybe their goal is 60 million this year, a hundred million in, in next year. So over a hundred million, five, nine figures within five years. Awesome. Some of the things that he goes through and how he has started stacking those services, creating benefits, I found just incredibly fascinating. And just, again, layering on solving problems. Oh, you guys need us to have a dialer. Oh, you need a call center. Let's do inbound, outbound. And then just building these upon their own API and proprietary system that just kept growing and growing. And now they have a chance to kind of segment that out to an enterprise client. It it, it was, like I said, just great to understand that. And it's it's from someone that was not a tech executive. He didn't start out in the tech world, just literally solving his own problems. And now he's become this tech entrepreneur superstar. Not only that, he's had to learn as he goes. And then he gives some very, very interesting clues of things that he has started doing. You have to listen to the episode but around masterminds and and some mentorship and some books and some key books and some actually specific systems that he is implementing that will, what he believes and, you know, could take his company into over a billion dollar valuation in this short, short time period, having that product, having the vision and, you know, now he's on a a path to, to sell be acquired or, or IPO. And it's just exciting to see that and see that energy that he brings and having the conversation in a a podcast episode. There's a few other things that we dive into as a previous partnership that didn't maybe wind down the way that he wanted. It caused him to structure his new business with his new partnership in a unique way. And I just thought it was really fascinating myself 
Not all businesses and partnerships that I've had have been, you know, all sunshine and rainbows. Some of them uh, end poorly. Some of them, you know, have wound down that we're friendly and, and, and communicate with each other. And it's just understanding those dynamics. And Jesse really put together some uh, good ideas that I believe that could could align himself in, in a similar win-win and a, a vision with his current partners. And that's really fantastic. Uh, you have to look for some of the books that he recommend in there. You know, you're going to have to listen to that episode um, to find those specific books. But now he's looking at beyond just building out this company. Obviously, that's his baby. If you can take something to a billion dollar valuation in a rocket ship, I would recommend that you focus in on that. So on the side, he's looking at doing startups and venture capital and, and just other real estate deals, doing some apartments or cost segregations and, and write-offs. And we've talked on previous episodes about people that are creating tax strategies and how real estate is really, really uniquely positioned to structure a favorable tax environment for high net worth, accredited kind of investors. So you also heard like Deferred Sales Trust uh, in the episode of Brett Swartz about opportunities. And now you're selling some of the real estate. How can you also uh, prevent uh, some of the taxes, or maybe you heard the Christian Mack episode where he sold his SaaS company and he made nine figures and he was able to put that into a trust and not really even pay taxes on that as long as it's in that trust. This is, these are some next level tax kind of strategies and planning, but with foresight, with getting around the right experts, you can utilize the laws to your benefit. And obviously, they wrote those laws for a reason. Again, I think this was another uh, stellar episode. Obviously, the fact that he was not really real estate, but now he's built this SaaS and software company and become a tech entrepreneur from the real estate field and then dabbles with it a little bit on the side was something that I find really, really fascinating. So make sure you check out the episode with Jesse Burrell on the Catching Knives podcast show. I look forward to the next time of sharing what I learned. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at Catch Knives or me personally at Jake.RealEstate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.